You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced weekly for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Real Men Feel is brought to you by The Good Men Project. Visit goodmenproject.com for more of the conversations no one else is having. Your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. You know, I, uh, I created Real Men Feel to encourage men to allow for and express all of their emotions. And, you know, there's one emotional experience that, that many men are lacking um, that I see, and, and that's really self-love. And, and no, I'm not talking about masturbation here. You know, that, that's a kind of different self-love. But I mean a genuine affection for yourself. Now, my guest today, Fuzzy Manning, reached out to me because... You know, he believes this lack of self-love is kind of the core issue behind the challenges that so many men are facing. So, so let's get into it. So, Fuzzy, welcome to Real Men Feel. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for having me. Uh, just look forward to having an amazing time with you and uh, help inform your audience to delve into an area that's kind of uh, sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> right. So self-love can really be an odd topic. I don't think I've ever just had friends talk about hey how do you love yourself today like it it doesn't come up in most conversations but so so how would you even describe self-love to to a guy who does not you know what what does this mean if i were to explain it or give an example one thing i would do would be there's a book the magic by Rhonda Byrne. she is the author of the secret what it delves with, in a sense, is a 28-day practice of attitude of gratitude. When I look at attitude of gratitude, is that it is an aspect of you loving you. When you start treating yourself, you have an attitude. You're looking in a mirror. You're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for the life that I have, the amazing body that I have, the amazing relationships that I have. When you start doing that, you start loving you, you're offering more content. Your, your, your interaction, engagement is so much more richer if, if you start appreciating you. Hmm. And, is, and, and, and I find we, I can't really love someone else or be grateful for something else if it doesn't start with myself first oh yeah yeah cool. and what i love about in a sense if we look at there's so many aspects of relationships engagement i look at either it's a cry for love 
or you're offering love. If you're angry, depressed, stressed, or anything else, that's a cry for love. You want a deeper relationship with you. And if you're offering love in a sense, what's the depth of that? Is that it's a conditional, unconditional? If your engagement is to an end goal, then you need to pull back and say, no expectations. I'm going to offer this no matter what. And that's tough for a man. And so why do you think it's tough? What, what, what's the hang up with men around that? I think what's tough around men is that they're in the business world. They're saying, okay, go out and, and slay the dragon, you know, come back and surprise, you know, provide for your family and everything else. What happens is in that environment, it's all conditional, conditional. You do this, we reward you. You do this, we reward you. In a sense, if I do, um, um, if I stop by the grocery store on the way home, geez, I'll get a hug and a kiss from the wife. Um, the, the kids will appreciate me and accept me because I brought pizza or whatever. So what, what you're doing is looking at for the end goal, how will I be rewarded? With no expectations, you take the reward off the playing field. It no longer exists. It's almost like you giving a present. You have a gift. You have to be able to walk away knowing full well if that person never opens the gift, it was given with an open heart. Okay. So, so perhaps the chat, like, I, I, I'm sure most guys have had some success. You, you know, you, you got a promotion or you, you, you did great in a sporting event or something and you can feel good about yourself and maybe that's as close as you come to self-love, but genuine self-love it doesn't need a requirement there's not a condition met it genuine self-love yeah. you love yourself on a on a good day a bad day when you've you know totally failed at something even right yeah it's, it's nice i like from the content you don't need external validation <laughs> you don't need somebody to come in and fix you and say well you're doing it right or it needs to be done this way i'm sorry that doesn't hold for me the, from a standpoint that uh, we're taught love. I had, my wife was at a women's conference and, and a lady in the back room stand up. She says, I have a son that's 19 years old and he's six, seven, 350 pounds. I'm a single mom. How do I raise him? And basically I said, teach him to love himself. That will be the gift that he's able to give to others. So what are some, some ways that someone might teach their children self-love? I, I think it's, it's looking at engagement, eye contact. Engagement in a sense, are you totally engaged? Eye contact, you listening. Are you listening with no agenda? So much of men say, well, um, if you if you get through talking, I can tell you how to fix that. <laughs> so it's realizing that you have to sit back. I don't want to react to a situation. I want to respond. I want to make the shift from my mind, my brain, my ego to my heart. That means I have to wait one, two, three, four, maybe five, six, ten seconds for me 
to realize, sit, allow it, the conversation to sink into me. What is it actually that you said? What was profound about it? Not that, well, uh, geez, um, I, I could have helped you with that. Or um, maybe you're going down the wrong path. Where are they at? It's, it's so much there. We have this ongoing agenda, men, in a sense of um, we want to guide, help, you know, and assist. And it's that no one's asking for that. They just want you to be present. Right. So it's the true engagement is really listening and feeling and letting someone's words and energy sink in as opposed to pretending you're listening while you're really thinking, here's what I'll say next. And here's the funny joke I'll respond with and that sort of thing. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, a five-year-old will tell you, if, if you have a relationship with them, will you tell me when I'm not engaged with you? Will you tell me when I'm not listening? Hmm. And they will look you right in the eyes and say, you're off somewhere else. You're doing something else. Even though you're talking to me, right? even though we're playing, you're somewhere else. So it's 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 one hundred percent. It's all in, and men have a tough situation. I have to compartmentalize my brain now, and it's a business, relationships, agenda, and, and uh, crap I didn't do today. <laughs> we have a tendency to beat ourselves up, and how do we get to the point where we're totally engaged and? Uh, I don't have any idea where this is going, the conversation or the agenda, and I don't care. Hmm. So just really being in the flow of the moment with, with any engagement in any relationship and any conversation. <laughs> yes, in a sense of, uh, there's an amazing book too by David Dita, The Way of the Superior Man. And he talks about that also. It's having a heart connection, having a mission, what is my mission in the world? My mission is to whatever that is. And that's the driving force. Because you're, you're a service provider. You're a, a mentor. You're a teacher. How are you enhancing someone else's lives? When you take the focus off of you, your world changes. But in that focus, in a sense of what am I bringing? If I'm bringing me totally into that conversation, me loving me, there's no agenda. There's, I don't have anything to prove. Um, I don't want to bring in, you know, all my degrees and certificates and everything else because it doesn't matter. So, have you always had a healthy love for yourself, or is this something that you had to to work on? It's something I had to work on. It's just going in and out of it. It's it's realizing that I have a choice. Can I have a healthy relationship with me, even though I'm not supported from the outside? People may not understand me, may not appreciate or see that. So I have to step back every now and then. I just get a course correction. And uh, it's looking at... Um, you know, getting out of the military, course correction. You know, the first job, second job, third job, fourth job, course correction. It's having the ability to do that. And also, too, I like relationships that will hold up a mirror of self-reflection. 
allowing me to see what's going on in my life. And that takes courage. Yeah. And for somebody to do that with no agenda, it's, we, we need that more in our, in our uh, society, in our lives, in our relationships. Yeah, I, and, and I was definitely guilty of this for, for decades in that, you know, if a relationship was troubled, if someone was triggering me, it, no, it's, it's, this is you. This is your problem. <laughs> I would not seeing life as a mirror back to me. Um, and the, yeah, that, that definitely takes some courage to, to be willing to do that. And I find out more, it's, we're getting into authentic men's circles, men's work now, mm-hmm. and it's holding men accountable for their thoughts, their beliefs, their words. And realizing men get into it and really don't understand that whole process dynamic. So if you have a a good men's group that will help you walk through that, help you stumble through it, (laughs) whichever way it is, on a continual basis, because it it just doesn't Voila, unfold, and here I am, and I'm already. You, 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 it's, it's like you cycle in and out of it. It's almost like um, grief. The grief process never ends because you just recycle into it. You get in there, a little caption, a little, little snippet, and you're back into it full-blown again. Then you're back out of it. So it's just, and it's, it's helping men to realize that, uh, it's just an ongoing process. Yeah, that that that's a big a, a big key that that definitely took me some time to realize. And oh, I finally done work on myself. And all right, I'm I'm not dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts, so I must be done. And no, it's never you know the work on yourself is never really. There's, I guess it's done when you're when you're gone. If I was really done, I wouldn't still be here. I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it, it is a process. And it used to really frustrate me and piss me off that there was that there was more, but I've grown to uh, appreciate that now. That oh oh good, there's something more to check out. There's something more to look into. Mm. Yes, and I love the concept of coming from a, a a place of vulnerability. My vulnerability, my pain, my stress, my anger, and everything else. If I actually key into that and realize that that's going to allow me to take some action that's going to help me move toward transparency in the world would if i'm not willing to do that then i take no action so it's almost like stepping into the unknown i don't know where the hell it's going (laughs) i don't want control over it yeah i found um anytime i've been in a men's group and it takes that that first person to be vulnerable, and then it's met with vulnerability, and and you know whatever the issue was that someone thought they were the only guy that this has happened to discovers so many men have have gone through it are in it now, and but yeah, I find that uh, true vulnerability is really contagious and and supportive. Yes, and it's it's aware that we we think we've done a tremendous amount of work. Geez, I've been in men's group for three, four years, 10 years, 15 years, and we, we find out we still get triggered. We still do, oh, shit, hit it again. So we're, we're always seeing that, uh, that trigger or that pull that gets us back into where we had come from. 
if you have something that happened in your life, trauma, drama, whatever it is, is the biggest teacher. The reason it still hangs around is you haven't sat down long enough to allow to be open to be taught, be experienced, feel it. It's not up here. So it, it, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I named the show Real Men Feel because I finally found in my own experience, when I was willing to feel the emotion that was showing up in a moment, it, it would dissipate faster and, and I'd be through it as opposed to for years denying it. Nope. Not going there. No, I, you know, nope. I don't cry. Nope. I don't feel, I don't feel sorrow. Nope. I don't feel guilt. I don't feel any, you know, it was just made my life worse and worse by denying my feelings. Yeah, and it's just, uh, we as a man uh, don't like being called on our shit. <laughs> so is that another benefit of, of men's groups, of being with other men, to have, give them the uh, permission to call us out? Well, call us out, and what we do if, if we start doing that, when we start doing that in a sense, then we're giving permission to have a child call us out, have a woman call us up, have our spouse call us up, have any situation or remind us. If we're pulling onto the freeway and, and somebody cuts us off, that's, that's a, in a sense, a call in a sense of, how do I want to respond? Do I want to react or want to respond? If I react, that is coming from ego. I have something to prove. You know who I am? If we respond, we wait two or three seconds, it comes from a heart, and we say, okay, evidently they didn't see me, uh, had something going on, they were texting, whatever, uh, they have a heart condition, whatever else. I have no control over it, nor do I want to. <laughs> cool, very true. So good. So it's, it's not just deciding that in this kind of private circle group, I get permission to call me out. It, it's being courageous enough to, to really see that life is going to call you out. Oh, yeah. On an everyday basis and the most inopportune times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, can, you can be standing in line at Starbucks, the grocery store, pumping gas, whatever, or in a discussion with your spouse or your child, and inadvertently they will call you out. And it's almost like, okay, if I'm going to get called out or it's uh, almost like this is coming up for me, step back one step or step to the side, disengage the energy. Now I'm going to step back and re-engage because now I want to change where my ego was, my old thought process, my old pattern. I want to engage with who I am now, who I am evolving into and say i have no freaking idea where this is going or i don't understand what you're talking about it is more truthful than coming back with what the hell are you talking about where is this going you're taking up my time yeah, so you, you i mean you mentioned time there and that's something i hear from a lot of men like oh i don't have time for self-care and self-love like so so how would you respond to someone saying that it's okay. It's self-care, self-love. 
you're not validating who you are. We're on the planet, we're a, a community-oriented society. We grow and evolve because of our relationship with each other. So if I'm not working on me, adding value or content to that community and that relationship, they have a tendency to want to pull away. So I have to look at it, you know, what are some of the things I can do? Maybe I can go to exercise. I can go to the gym. Um, maybe I can be a better listener. Maybe I can offer more suggestions, be more empathetic, realizing that nothing will change unless I change. Yeah, that, that, that's a key. Um, I definitely realizing that in my life made, made a big difference. And I see it make the difference in others because, you know, often, especially men, we don't want to hear that, that we're the person in our own way, but the only person we can really change is us. Mm. Yeah. If we walk into a room, there's five, 5,500 people. We're attracted to the individual with the highest authentic energy, the individual that loves themselves. That's what we're attracted to. Nothing about dollars, bling. If they're not a politician, they're not you know somebody in high office or anything. They're just the average individual. We're attracted to them, and we have to talk to them. We have to engage with them. We're somewhat turned off where the the individual is the movie star, the football star, you know, the politician, because there's there's a lack of authenticity. You know, see who I am. What I've accomplished. You know, like okay, who cares? Hmm. So it's it's realizing if we're attracted to these individuals, in a sense, we like that that feel or that experience. We can do the same thing with us. We can engage in the same way where we we become delight in the room. We become the magnet. We start attracting different, unique people into our lives. Uh, personal care, time, and everything else. What we're actually saying is um, we matter. My relationship with myself matters. And my relationship with others is valuable. There's a value content. I just don't want to offer something. I want to offer something that will help, benefit, support. And, and so as you become that, when you're really em, embodying a, an authentic self-love and you're, kind of, you're radiating this energy and people can sense it and they're attracted to it, so then it really, it, it impacts everything you do. So it, it can improve your health, your business, your relationships. Yes. And I, I like it from the standpoint, you, you start doing personal work and you start realizing re, you know, the whole concept is return to love. Mm. If we start looking at, at small children, infants, they're given so much love, so much acceptance and everything else. They're taught love. When we start going outside of that, we start getting into uh, boy competition. Uh, uh, 
and, and falling down and, and uh, being involved in accidents, cuts, scrapes, bicycles, and everything else, we start pulling away from because we're not appreciated and accepted. And the five, ten minutes that we need to get centered and grounded again, it's not provided. So we get to think, well, it's not important when it actually is. So you're, you're having to now negotiate all of that. And um, you're, you could say we're asking permission of other men. Can I have five minutes to talk? Can I have 10, 15 minutes to engage so that I can do my work on me, sharing who I am and what I'm about with you so I can get more comfortable back into the returning to love, loving me. Hmm, that's very cool. So as children, we, we, we have self-love as children. Yeah. yeah. So is, is, is just kind of the toll of life? Does it, does it strip it away from, from everybody as they grow up? Like, what, is, what is happening there? I, I, what, we, what we do is, especially guys, it's, we grow up in a, a, a competition. Uh, we have to do something. We have to external validation. We always, something's happening outside of us. We just can't show up as being John Doe, Billy, or whoever else, just being accepted for in this space. You know, you don't do anything. You don't have to accomplish anything. We, we lose that. So it's in, it's in a sense that um, women are really good at that relationships, going back and interacting, uh, girl talk and everything else, feeding back into each other. And that open relationship, you know, um, kind of identifying, hey, I've had a shitty day, you know, I'm in the crazy train again. So it's, it's sharing that. Men have a tendency to say, well, there's another agenda. Mm. There's something else that I need to attend to. And men don't really find out probably in their 40s and 50s and saying, uh, well, that other agenda really doesn't matter. So it's being caught up in thinking that kind of genuine sharing, there's a competitive aspect. And, oh, no, they, they must be able to get me to do something for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> well, it's, it's realizing that if you look at a tribal experience, you look at individuals coming to the tribe as children, you, you start realizing there's a place for you in the tribe. You're never actually told what you have to do you acquire a skill and a knowledge or uh, an awareness. So you, you just gradually fit in. You're accepted and appreciated. If you do something wrong or something that didn't turn out it, it, the way that you wanted, you're sat down and said, okay, fine. We understand what happened. We've done that before in the past. Empathy in realizing that it's a process. It's a skill. So, number one, appreciate you from engage, for engaging. Number two, that you learn more by not having it go right. And number three is never give up. Hmm. You've, you've mentioned um, mission earlier. 
Yeah. D- d- does does every person have a mission? Men men do. <laughs> men have a a a mission. It for men, um, it's contribution. It's it's contributing to the betterness of someone else's life. When we start taking the focus off of us and we start working on us, we're offering more value, more content. We're helping others to say, hey, I've been there. I've done that. I've been stuck just like you are. There's another way. So much of what's going on in society today, the two biggest causes of suicide today are loneliness and isolation. And that's from five years old on up to 95 or 100. So we men have a tendency to isolate themselves. Right. So it's breaking out of that isolation and being surrounded by other people that are the same level of vulnerability or different levels of vulnerability that you are and saying, yeah, I need some help. I need some assistance working through this because my life sucks. Uh, I'm not having what I would like in my life. It's not about dollars. It's not about property possessions or anything else. It's, it's about the relationship with myself. And, and it, that almost feels contradictory to say that the, the issue is my relationship with myself, but my mission is to contribute to others more. So, so how, where, where does that balance show up? Well, the balance shows up. And I always like to look at it from the standpoint, if I don't work on me 100% mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically, if I'm not a 10 in some of those areas, it never will be a perfect 10, but I'm working toward that. If I'm at a 5 or 6 or 4 or 3, then if I'm reaching out, I'm engaging with you, a hug, a eye contact, a handshake, the valuable content that I'm offering you is authentic. There's integrity with it. I'm engaging because there's a value exchange. And that's what we want to do. We want to have so many different value exchanges. I want to offer you the best, 100% in in as many areas as I can, realizing that I may never get there. But if I don't do that, I disrespect me and I disrespect you. Why would I do that? And so I want to answer that. So why people, <laughs> why people do that is because there's, there's that lack of self-love. It's right. self-love, and it, it's also the, the awareness of, of the wounded, the abandonment, the issues, you know, the, the drama, trauma that's going yeah. in your head and past experiences, and saying, well, this is always going to, it's going to be, it's always going to be like this, woe is me, and yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. And it's realizing that we have an opportunity as, as being a conscious man to say that, I can turn this around. I have the ability. I'm, I'm educated. I live indoors. <laughs> I have lights, heat, food, and everything else. I can 
make a difference in my life? And do I want to? Do I value my relationship with me? And do I value the relationship with others? So many of us uh, want to play small and stay in the herd. And if I see somebody outside the herd, uh, I think that they got something going on that I may want to find out about because they value that slight disconnection. They have maybe their high, a more higher awareness and it's, they're seeing the world different. They're seeing themselves different and maybe they have something of value. I don't always want to be in the comfort zone. I want to you know, kind of step out on the edge as, as much as I can and as, as often as I can, realizing that that's where the growth is. That's where the personal growth is. Right. So for, for all the years that I just thought that, that the, the world sucked and that I was just, just crap and felt dead inside and not enjoying life, and it was really rooted in, in my view of myself. So, oh, yeah. So when, when men are out there and don't like how life is, but, but they think kind of the trauma and the wound, like that's the reality of life. It's not something you get through. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's almost like, boy, uh, well, I, I, I took all that in and I absorbed it. That's my identity. Mm. And I like in uh, the magic, uh, it, they do an exercise of walking in front of a mirror. And the first things you should say is, thank you, thank you, thank you for being in that space, being who I am, being authentic, and realizing that who I am is an amazing person, an amazing individual with so much to offer me and the world. And what somebody else told me in situation events, is that a story or is it the truth? Majority of the time, it's a story. And if we get back and we start looking at the events and, and somebody was in the same room with us going on, we start, you know, at, at Christmas and holidays and everything else, get togethers and we find out what you're telling me happened and what I thought happened is not even the same. So we, we start looking at, we make up stories about the situation and events or who we are that is not real. Yeah, I want to I focus on gratitude uh, again a bit more because, you know, doing a gratitude journal and, and, and doing mirror work and saying I love you and I thank you and, you know, that was stuff that had been recommended to me for years and I just, that's ridiculous. I don't, don't waste my time. But when I finally did it, I felt the difference. So I, I've been keeping a gratitude journal for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. We'll just start each day. Like, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. And I end the day, so grateful for this, so grateful for that. And it made me aware of more to be grateful for. And I found, oh, good, oh, there's something new. Oh, I can journal about that. Oh, I can write that. I can add that. And uh, but yeah, I've read that book, The Magic, and I even created an online class about the power of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because just too many guys will, will belittle that and will just, oh, you know, positive thinking and gratitude, that's all nonsense. And I just, you know, if that's where you've ever been, I just really encourage you, uh, try it. Like, like yeah. trust your experience, not, not someone else's experience, not your, you know, not your reaction, your immediate brain reaction, denying it, 
but let it sink in and, and feel your, your body respond to actually using gratitude. Yeah. And for so many men, that concept, experience, well, it, it, is that something I think about? No. <laughs> That's something you feel in the sense it's a shift or a change is that it's, if you're engaged with um, a small child that has a difficult problem or situation going on, you shift and change. Your experience changes your feelings and emotions. Same thing if you're around a woman that is crying or around someone that is having a difficult time, say uh, somebody with pain or your experience changes in that moment. Can we just sit with there and saying, with us, what is actually going on within us? Are we actually engaging in that? that it's not about me. It's not about my agenda anymore. It's about somebody else. Mm. Right. And, and shifting that focus, especially if, if you, like me, were ever a negative thinker, Put, putting that focus on someone else, that, that empathy, concern, trying to add to someone else's life, um, even just if it's a temporary distraction from how you feel about your own life, that, that temporary distraction is really a space for, for growth and new awareness and for things to be grateful for and to, to allow a shift. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I always look at it, uh, is it, are you willing to stick with it long and sit with it, that experience of what's going on, Men say, okay, uh, I, I spent five minutes there, <laughs> time for something else. Sometimes it takes time for that to unfold, to open some of the doors that have been closed in your life, you're experiencing life. So if you're taking your, your thought process and, and shifting into an experience, allow the time to be there. Because it's not a direct cor corollary with time and actual shifts and changes. Yeah, and often uh, the shift can happen, but we're not consciously aware of it yet. And that, even that can take time to settle in. And again, as relationships and as experiences mirror yourself back to you, to recognize, oh, the, the mirror has changed. Right? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that was, I was, in my life, I, I have to look at it and it says, well, crap, that happened again. <laughs> Why am I doing this? What is, probably because it, either I haven't learned it or I haven't accepted it or I haven't sat with it long enough to say, okay, what is actually happening for me in me that uh, I'm either not accepting, acknowledging, are realizing that um, the next level, and is that what pain does this bring up? What it, what old memory does this bring up? And um, do I really want to go there, or the next concept I need to go there? Mm. Right. So instead of uh, whenever you're triggered or something rises up, it's not retreating; it's being willing to step in. Yeah. Uh, and I always like the, the what I see is athletes, um, individuals in combat, um, ER, uh, and everything else. Everybody's in a trauma situation, 
and everything buddy buddy before that incident. You know, you're slapping bucks and bats and everything else, guys. You know, you're jumping in there. The minute somebody had the incident, somebody had something traumatic happen in their life, an injury, uh, uh, losing a limb, whatever else, and their body is flooded with endorphins in a sense of, in a sense of, um, of emotions and feelings and everything else. For guys, that, that this big separation around that, in a sense, they don't want to go there because this individual is expressing and engaged in feelings and emotions 100%. And guys are saying, whoa, uh, hope you ha- I hope you work through that. <laughs> you, need, you need somebody else, not me. It's holding this space, realizing that if you can't verbalize what you're experiencing, can you tell me what it looks like? And so, so the notion of, of, of holding space, you can support and help someone yes. just, just by being there, not, not having to answer them, not having to, yeah. them, just to listen, be engaged. With, you don't have to add to it. You just be there. It's being there and, and being empathetic and realizing there's a point where it's safe to say something, but supportive, maybe supportive from the stand, I've been there. I know what that feels like. Man, it feels like shit. And don't say anymore. Men have a tendency, well, just to go on, well, uh, geez, I think if you, you know, you, you take, um, Salt tablets, or you, 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 you know, you better sleep. You know, maybe coffee with cream in it. Whatever, an end solution. Just let go of that. Yeah. So engagement doesn't mean you have to fix everybody you talk to. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Good, good. So I, I, I know you're active with the Mankind Project. Uh, you want to share a bit about that? How that has helped you, and how you've seen it help other men. Yes, uh, yeah, you'll definitely thank Sandy. Um, mankind is allowing men to step into a place where it's comfortable working on your issues or your concerns and it's where you're at in your life to unravel that process that works for you. Um, mankind doesn't have or men's group, men's circles don't have a, an end goal where you're, you're going to come out with, you know, uh, all these issues and, and everything resolved and, and squeaky clean and you'll be able to, you know, walk in a circle without falling down or <laughs> an end result. There is no end result in the sense of men holding men accountable for our words and our deeds, realizing that you're holding men accountable so they can be better men. Not, you know, to, you know, uh, ratchet them down or, or, or bring up something that is painful. It's also, it's, 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 it gets into self-love because if you're held accountable, that's self-love where you can actually get in to do some serious work on your beliefs, what's going on in the past, uh, and the agenda that it's running in the background. Um, it's, it's helping men to work through that at where they're at. 
there's no expectations. All we do is provide a space, um, bring up some interesting questions to ask, you know, um, support in realizing that in any time you feel uncomfortable, you can just pass. Just say, I'm not doing that work. I, I probably need to, but not at this time. So you're giving permission, men permission to identify. There's some things in their life that they need to address. There's some things that, that are coming up on a consistent basis. And there's some things that affect the relationship with themselves other relationships in their lives. And yes, they, it would be better to work on it, resolve it, but we're gonna hold this space for you until you're ready. Right, so it's not about that uh, the Mankind Project sees that you know, there's something wrong in you and we're gonna turn you into this type of a guy. It's yeah, not- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're gonna, we're gonna make you a robot or, <laughs> you know, and, 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 um, be able to, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, eat Chicago pizza, you know, and drink Heineken's or whatever, whatever it is, you know, and turn out like that. But it's a realization that we cycle in and out of our issues, our triggers. So it's realizing that, and a different degree, different depths. So if a if a man. I've had uh, men in, in circles that have been doing the work for uh, 20 plus years. I've been doing the work with men's uh, groups and for myself for 40 years. So it's realized that we never get done. It's, it's never perfect. Realizing that we get triggered, uh, we fall back into old patterns because they're comfortable, uh, it feels good. Uh, it's allowing men to acknowledge that uh, I got stuff going on and I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I find. Like, so I went through the new warrior adventure training yeah, weekend yeah. about two years ago myself. And if, if anyone's not familiar with the mankind project or that weekend past shows I've done are, are all about, and I shared my experience, but it was, I, I've been to dozens and dozens of personal growth mm-hmm. events but doing the work only with other men was profoundly different. And that was the biggest surprise I had. Right. Being in a space with other men, the, the vulnerability, the authenticity, the generosity of men, it, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's a cliche to say this, but I can't think of anything. Else. It, it was totally life-changing. Yes. And it, it's men holding the space for you when you don't have the words. And I think that's tough for men in the sense getting into feelings and emotions. Sometimes we don't have words to express what's going on inside of us. So that's what I love about men's work, um, uh, mankind, uh, circles and everything else. <clears throat> Allows me the flexibility and the <clears throat> avenue to address that situation, not knowing. Uh, and it, it helps you to say, hey, hey, I've been there. I've done that. So um, it's you delving into that. It's, you're stepping into an unknown uh, where there's nothing that's familiar. So it's just men's work is about stepping into it and being there and realizing that um, 
powerful teacher in my life, am I allow am I allowing myself to step into that, having the teacher teach my heart, not my head? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, men were were told to be more logical and think things through and all that stuff. And yeah, and it just living, operating, navigating life out of your head only is yeah. It's so it certainly has led me led me to an unsatisfied life. But yeah, allowing your heart to even if you if you're never willing to let your heart lead everything, but at least having it part of the conversation, oh, yeah. all of your senses, like yeah, huge changes. Mm. Yeah, and after a while, we start to realize when we're we're shifting, we're we're in our head or in our heart, in conversations, events, or situations. And uh, what we have to do is give ourselves permission, step back, disengage, go to the bathroom, tie our shoe, whatever, to break that, that, that attachment or this is the way it has to be, break that connection, the energy connection to say, okay, um, I don't like the way this is going. I want to change it. I want to have a different end result. So what do I have to do? Sometimes you have to disengage to allow that to unfold. Now, every time I see you, including now, it looks like you're just about to go to the gym or you've just come from the gym. So, so is, uh, is physical fitness always been a big part of, of your self-care and self-love? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I was a 30-year road cyclist. I did uh, eight to 10,000 a year. Wow. So it's, it's realizing that I used to meditate in my bike. I'm meditating doing 100, well, doing 80 to 100 miles. Meditating all the time. Taking the focus off myself and getting in a zone. Um, you're aware of all the stuff that's going around you. You don't have to look at it all the time. You're aware of it. You have those uh, characteristics uh, of 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 connecting with what's going on. You don't have to, you know, face it all the time. You know what's going on. So just the realization that if I look at, if I take 100% responsibility of my health, my wellness, my energy, uh, my self-growth, exercise has allowed me a great resource. To do that, now I offer more valuable content. I'm more present. I'm more engaging because... It's yeah. I'm I'm almost I'm almost seventy five. So it's looking at if I can give to me, what valuable content can I offer you? It's the individual that has diabetes, heart disease. It's uh, four hundred pounds overweight. Uh, individuals that have isolated themselves. Individuals that maybe lost a limb or whatever in a sense of you're missing out on so much what life has to offer but what life has to offer life or the environment that you're in when you start engaging in you treating you in, a, in a, an effective and in, in an experiential way life starts to open up for you there where you see barriers before obstacles problems you see opportunities and it and it's a start, oh start, and it's, whoa i didn't know all this was there <laughs> excellent excellent 
That's good. I, I, I think if I, I, my idea of if I tried to meditate on a bike, I think I'd fall over. But, uh, <laughs> but I, do, I, do, I do agree that, yeah, people can, you know, meditate everywhere. It doesn't mean, meditation practice doesn't mean you have to sit in the corner. Oh, no. Lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lotus position and all that. That just drives me nuts. I'm tough. That's why I put my legs in a lotus position. I get a huge leg cramp. <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, uh, are there any other kind of simple practices, things that, that guys can walk away from this to, to more self-love into life or a gratitude practice that you can recommend? I, I think a lot of it starts with, you know, how, how you treat yourself, how you engage, and also high stress, uh, what you're feeling and experiencing throughout the day. A lot of it is associated with diet, the toxicity, inflammation, uh, sugar content, and everything else changes who you are changes your body physiology, a rise in cortisol, and it's like you can't sleep well. You're not interacting with yourself. You're not interacting in relationships the way you want. So if, if you're starting to look at, let's start feeding the body uh, better food, nutrition. The body doesn't recognize calories, I'm sorry. It recognizes nutrition, and, and it's getting a hold of whole foods, and it's realizing that organic, it still has pesticides on it, and you know it still gets sprayed. It's not squeaky clean. So it's realizing better choices, better decisions. It's the same thing with relationship. If I'm engaged in a relationship uh, with with children, um, men, women, or anything else, and they're more supporting, more interactive more holding a space for me. They're feeding me what I need. I'm also offering the same to them. It's the same thing when you put food in your body. Are you allowing your body to do what it was made to do? Energize you, help you engage and feel better. So it's, it's looking, there's a balance. Um, I'm sorry, but we're just not, we're not meat eaters. We don't have canine teeth. And we, we don't have big fangs and everything else. Uh, we're a herbivore. We're a plant-based. So it's realizing what is um, really feeding your body, allowing your body to produce all the chemicals and everything else, the balance that you need. And it's amazing that um, what they're finding out now, Alzheimer's and uh, dementia and everything else, that's um, diabetes three. Hmm. That's an imbalance of sugar in the brain. Insulin receptors are blocked. There's too much sugar in the brain. And it says now it starts too much sugar, start killing brain cells. So it's realizing that I love science because they, they validate a lot what's going on. Yeah. So if we start looking at science to start substantiating who we are in the engagement in the world, there's a, this is where we're out of balance. This is what we need to do um, to have the body produce its own hormones at a level that's acceptable, um, balance our sugar, um, the insulin and everything else, um, and start looking at, in a sense, ha have a better quality of life. If I have a higher quality of life, um, living uh, more effectively 
in a sense and engaging sleep stress and everything else then i can offer more i'm more present when i give you a handshake or a hug or anything else it's a total commitment totally engaged um it's not eh, maybe or just <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got your butt way back and you're just reaching your hand up. So it's it's really realizing we can take better care of ourselves. It's it's personal responsibility. That, that, that's a that's a, a, a interesting phrase because I would to to realize that personal responsibility and, and self love can really be in alignment. Yeah, yeah. And the personal responsibility, if I look at the animal world, out in the jungle, the forest, or anything else, they're born, they know where to go get certain herbs, um, uh, shrubs, and different barks, or whatever else, if they're out of balance with their body. If it needs a certain mineral element, trace mineral, whatever, they know where to go get it. There's a memory that's within them or they're waiting for uh, somebody else in the herd to show them where it's at. So it, you're growing up on awareness. We had that in, in a tribal community. We had that. But what happened is what we did was, you know, become civilized. We moved into a city. We started education, living indoors. And we were taught, well, education is going to provide everything that you need. Uh, these moral laws and ethics, and, and we become so separated. We're the only animal in the kingdom that's afraid of the dark and has to live indoors. So we've isolated ourselves in a sense. I always like to look at from the truth. What's feeding us mentally, physical, emotional, energetic? We need to be fed differently. It's not about food. Rich relationships, engagements with ourselves, return to love. That is feeding you. So feed off of, uh, get nutrients from our, our, our love, returning to love, returning to that source. Yes. Revitalizing us physically, spiritually, energetically. And yeah. allowing us to add, to add more, adding more to our own lives and more to the lives that we engage with and impact in all of our relationships. Yeah, I just, uh, I would like it. Individuals say, well, I, I, I just eat organic and I just do this. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Okay. <clears throat> I engage with them and uh, they're, they're not present. They're not aware. They're not in their body. They're in their head. So, you can eat squeaky clean and, and drink mineral water whatever else that you want but it, it are you are you leading a rich life are you leading a life that i want to engage with i want to um have a relationship with uh you're we're missing out um the the part that really feeds us fills us up And that is not about what's in your tummy. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I, Fuzzy, I really appreciate you sharing yeah. your, your wisdom and your experience. And it, it certainly feels that you are leading a rich life. Yes, I, I just enjoy interacting with people, helping them to uh, step into what's possible. And thank you, Andy, so much for uh, this platform and, and this opportunity uh, to speak to others and to engage with you. And um, you're doing what is needed in the world. Oh, thank you very much. And um, wh what's the best way for people to learn more about the Mankind Project if they are looking for that information? Uh, I imagine it's just mankind.org, uh, okay, which will give them the website, and it's engaging with that and realizing that there's all different levels. There's an open circle. Uh, it's a little bit different, uh, less uh, confrontational, not <laughs> holding your feet to the fire. Then there's other levels, and there's all different kinds of uh, development, leadership, and everything else. There's everything there that most men need to support living a rich and full life. Excellent. And what about people that want to get in touch with you and follow your, your rich and expansive life? <laughs> Any way to do that? Yeah, basically, if they just want to e email me at fuzzymanning at gmail.com. Super. And you know, I see that you're really active on Facebook. Can people find you there as well? I see a lot of videos. Face, face, well, Facebook, I'm also on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, and it's, it's starting to look at other people's give us great examples and we need to feed off of, uh, off of them. It's not all of us being the creator. I get a tremendous uh, amount of information and resources from what other people are doing. Yeah. It's not all about me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for sharing a, a bit of you with, with all of us today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Where, wherever you're hearing this or watching this, uh, please give a rating, a review, give a share, give us some feedback. Visit realmenfield.org. Check us out on Facebook. And we'll talk to you again soon. Be well, everybody. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Visit goodmenproject.com for more of the conversations no one else is having.